pause because there is so much craziness that was going on just going into the games on Thursday we have Cam Newton signing back to the Panthers what a reunion you'll get my opinions on that later and then also you have OBJ Odell Beckham Jr if you guys don't know going to the Rams who already required Von Miller so now you have a great offense and a great defense on that field but obviously they weren't showing it on Monday night what a disappointing come out party as you can say for the newest players but I hope you guys had a great weekend probably a better weekend in football than I did I was just it was another disappointing week you know I I'm kind of sick and tired of the blowouts and I'm so close and ready for this season to end if it's going to continue to be like this like it's so up and down one time you have great players and then the next time you're just like these games suck and then you have a week where rookies are just dominating in the NFL and then you have another week where you sit back and just like well the old timers may be the end of this situation it's just it's a lot of going on and I don't know how to comprehend a process with all the drama and everything that's at stake especially um if you guys been looking at college football and I feel like there should be an episode just dedicated to all the drama because that's basically why all the sports are going on it's just drama UGA might have a little problem on their hands due to one of their players actually have to turn himself in due to rape allegations and Alabama's kind of stumbling up and down the top five teams that are actually going into the playoffs and will make it to that championship game but of course we can definitely see them I'm still rooting and I feel like I'm not wrong where it's going to be a Georgia and Alabama rematch since 2017 however everybody is going through their flaws I just know at the end of the season we are going to get next year we're going to get some crazy draft picks we're going to probably get new coaches I still believe Urban Meyer is definitely going to get fired after the embarrassment that he did to Trevor Lawrence it's just been um it's been crazy you guys like I said I'm a loss for words but for today it's going to be a little bit shorter because I feel like there are some main stories just some key points that we need to talk about that's actually happening right now that I feel like it's so important besides me trying to give you all my unaxed opinions you know a little a little plugging right there <laughs> all my unaxed opinions of who will make it in this wild card playoff knockout round that we're about to see and it's a lot of contenders low ranking contenders if you actually kind of think about it who can still steal the nfc wild card spot 
But right now, I feel like we have bigger problems on our hand. But let's go ahead and get you to the score so you can catch up, so you can just see what I was seeing. Because it was just another blowout weekend. On Thursday, we started with the Ravens. Very disappointed for Lamar Jackson. We'll... <laughs> Uh, I don't even think he's worthy of me discussing just his performance has been Lamar Jackson, if you guys know. But the Ravens losing to the Dolphins 10 to 22, the Falcons being blown out. And it hurts my heart to say that being blown out by the Cowboys. Dak Prescott back in the game, 43-3. The Saints losing to the Titans 23-21. Titans making for that conference championship title. In the race with Green Bay, they are not backing down right now. The Jaguars losing to the Colts 17-23. to Browns losing to the Patriots. And another blowout proving Mac Jones may be who he says he is. 45-7, the Bills winning over the Jets 45-17. The Lions tying with the Steelers. Disappointing game, 16 to 16 after overtime. The Buccaneers losing, unfortunately, to the Washington football team, 29 to 19. The Panthers and Cam Newton's debut, just go ahead and throw them out here, made an extremely incredible comeback being back in the NFC South, 34 to 10. The Vikings winning against the Chargers. The Chargers are just not having a great week, you guys. 27 to 20. The Eagles beating the Broncos 30 to 13. Seahawks losing to the Packers, being blown out, dominated, not even scoring 17 to 0. The Chiefs beating the Raiders in another blowout, 41 to 14. And that Monday night game, which we'll definitely get into, the Rams losing to the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo proving that he's going to have that spot and keeping his spot against Trey Lance 31 to 10. If you guys like, you know, I don't I don't really commentate during the games or like scores unless it's extremely necessary. But as you can see, so many blowouts, a shutout at that with the Green Bay Packers. And it wasn't even an extremely amazing performance. But let's go ahead and talk about Aaron Rodgers real quick and the pressing matter that's in the NFL and actually over all sports right now. So starting with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is back after his COVID scandal. And it is necessarily a scandal, you guys. You go in front of us in the early pre week games of the NFL saying that, hey, I'm vaccinated, you know, I'm immune, quote unquote. You know, and of course, you know, um, that, that was his words. He he was immunized, immu- you know, an immunization for if I'm pronouncing it right. I hope I am. But you can't necessarily be immune to COVID. That should have been a red flag there when we heard his statement and seen the quote. But you can protect yourself against the virus, the contagion, all, all of that good stuff. Still get the symptoms, but not be as harsh. You know, it's not like you're gonna die <laughs> for for just being real out there, you guys. You know, that's that's what that's what basically COVID does. At the end of the day, not protecting yourself and getting the vaccine, you're potentially putting people at risk and yourself at risk just, you know, for underlying issues that you may have. But coming back after that absence and let's just let's just start with the mood. The mood was very um, Packers. We're still out here dominating. We're going to do our best. We don't really care what's going on in that situation. And of course, that kind of mentality is, you know, it's good to have. You know, we're not going to let everything bother us. But just the talk between the commentators and the situation and the locker room talk that was described by ESPN, by NBC, by everybody and the reporters who followed this on this story, everybody's okay. 
the players, you know, they're like, oh, okay, Aaron Rodgers, you know, we back you up. We'll send you texts. You know, we'll make sure you're good. And honestly, that's, you know, the respectable thing, the nice thing to do. But you can't tell me in that locker room there isn't a kind of shock and there isn't kind of mistrust from your quarterback. Out of anybody that you need to trust is going to be your quarterback. He's leading you. He's going to get you out of situations where it looks like you'll be failing. He's supposed to bring you the comebacks. He's supposed to bring you to the championship. He's there when you need a friend. He's there when you possibly need money. He's there when you need shelter. He's there when you go into court. It's a lot of stuff, a lot of cases that happen where you need your quarterback to show up in court and give a nice statement, you feel me? But they're like, no, the players are cool. We're cool. We're going to play like a team. And essentially they did. But I see that there's a problem that you're not really investigating the real story behind these players and how they feel about their quarterback. Necessarily, I just believe it's because he is a white man. Ain't nobody really going to investigate him. He's back playing, and he obviously had a shutout against Russell Wilson. If you guys didn't know, Russell Wilson has had a shutout in his 150th start that he's been with the Seahawks. So this is a first for him. Nobody has ever done this. Who would have thought that COVID would have gave Aaron Rodgers superpowers to go out here and beat teams and leave a great legacy if he does decide to retire after this season? I mean, his record looks good. He's putting up impossible numbers. You know, Shailene, um, you guys don't know, Miss Divergent is at his going to bat for him. So, I mean, this is really influencing. It's really encouraging to Aaron Rodgers. But as a spectator, as a journalist, as a podcaster, you know, sometimes commentator, it has to be put into fact that are we going to report, and that's kind of my problem, report and make everything seem like it's okay. Because Aaron Rodgers has set the standard that not being vaccinated or lying about being vaccinated is okay. Because you see other athletes like Kyrie Irving, who hasn't played a game, or Cam Newton, who just got vaccinated and had an amazing comeback win, which we will talk about later and what it means for the NFC South. Th- they're providing examples like, but I mean, more or less Cam Newton, but providing examples like, hey, I don't need it. I'm going to be okay. You know, it's not really like necessary and detrimental to my life. I mean, Cam Newton eventually changed his ways. But you have athletes in like public figure positions that are really here for children or like younger individuals, younger adults, you know, in case you're just, you know, still young, which you're not like, ah, you feel me, for like, hey, if my idol doesn't want to get it, I'm not going to get it. If it doesn't bother him and his team is like, oh, we're going to support him anyway, that's cool. You're putting the wrong idea in people's minds, especially in this story in Puerto Rico. It was a former MLB player. His name is Carlos Delgado. Um, and he is now trying to promote vaccinations and campaign in Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico is still suffering from the lack of being able to access vaccinations. But now with superstar athletes thinking it's okay out here to just be in the midst of things and kind of lie about it, you see that the there's been a decline in vaccination. There's been a decline for the urgency. There's been a decline for actually making an impact and being out there and just trying to get it. And that's a problem. And for them not to report on that problem and to let him get away with this and not have as much, they're they're not really caring and being like, oh, it's okay because Aaron Rodgers is not okay. I mean, you came back and shut out Russell Wilson. Okay, that's a big accomplishment. You came back and played as a team. That's a big accomplishment. You put up numbers that I've never seen before. That's a big accomplishment. But you are more of an influential figure not as close, you know, to other people, but you're up there that needs to set the example that, hey, kids, what I did was wrong. I'm not only going to put out statements, but I'm actually going to go get it. 
I'm actually going to help people and run these campaigns. And I'm going to be a part of the organization that wants to put people back in the stands, that wants to help people and not be around my teammates or the NFL period around people that have had COVID or who's affected their family and they died from it. That's disrespectful to me. I still believe we're owed a public apology, not just written statements, not just tweets. Twitter is not personal just because everybody is on there. You owe something to your team. It knows something that, hey, we're not going to do again. The Aaron Rodgers story, you know, it's it's not only to, it's not to demean. And I'm not trying to sit here and be like, they didn't deserve that win. They did because Russell Wilson and the Seahawks did not come out to play. It's your first time having your quarterback back. He's kind of ready. But as you can see, like two or three weeks ago, he was always on the field before the game start, practicing and running through, making sure his finger was okay, doing what he needed to do to make sure that he'd be able to get back on the field. Honestly, it's the fault of DJ Metcalf and also Lockett not being able to show up and play and to do him. He had to use other receivers and probably run the ball himself. But one of the major things that collapsed on him was his front line, be able not to escape or move in the pocket when he needed to, holding them to the line of scrimmage, more losses of yardage and more sacks than anything. That's why the Green Bay Packers won, because they're not going to let a situation that happened really define them and actually determine if they win a game or not. They're going to go out there, put it to bed real quick. After the game, we could hash it out. The Seahawks weren't ready for that, and I guess they weren't ready for a Russell Wilson comeback because necessarily I don't blame him for losing that game. I don't blame him for not going out there and giving his all. I mean, okay, you have a bad finger. Who is who is that going to stop? How is 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 Russell Wilson? He's determined, and if I've been practicing, I've been trying to show you. DJ Makeup has to come out there and show me that he's able. If I give him the ball, that I can trust you, and that you're just now here locking up with players and trying to cause fights and being in a lot of drama like have you been in all season it's not about who tells you what it's how you prove yourself on the field and dj metcalf and lockett cost him that game especially a shutout that he's never had in his career that's embarrassing if you got there you embarrass me by giving me my first shutout and my 150 career starts we got a problem we got to talk about what you can do or i have to replace you and at the end of the day, that's that's basically it because Russell Wilson has never been outperformed like that ever. And it's never happened to him, especially from a team like Green Bay. And he's one of those top quarterbacks that can compete, one of the few top black quarterbacks that can defeat. So that whole game goes <laughs> it goes down to DJ Metcalf and hopefully he can get it together because they can't go into next week and still think that they have a chance to score and be high in their division. But we're also going to circle back a bit. Let's circle around to this Rams game. It was the debut, the premiere, all the hype, even especially especially for me, because the Rams on that a lot happened on Thursday, guys. Besides Cam Newton signing again with the Panthers, which we're definitely going to have to talk about that game because that was one of the greatest comebacks that I've ever seen. Come back to where it all started. And now you're just blowing people out the water, giving the Panthers a chance that they had in the beginning when they were undefeated until that fourth week to actually come back and maybe to compete for that wild card, just like how the Falcons are doing. Rams signed OBJ. Crazy, because you already got Von Miller. However, I, I put to fault why they didn't win 
is because they didn't use him. Not necessarily Von Miller wasn't putting up the stats or whatever. You just activated him the same day that you activated OBJ because he didn't play in that last game. They're just trying to make sure that he's warmed up. His injury, you know, is okay. He's able to get on the field and be with Aaron Donald and make those type of impacts. However, I feel like that was kind of a bad decision on the coach um, because you don't know the chemistry. This, If you guys really think about it, this is our first super team, a building of a super team, not like the Buccaneers where all Tom Brady got, honestly, all Tom Brady got is Gronk and a really nice running back and two wide receivers. However, it's not compared to actually built like you're building like how the Rams did. You're acquiring players that actually make an impact. Gronk was just a plus one. Like how you do in a club. I have a plus one. I'm going to reserve it for him. He was already there. And then there is a bunch of old players on the Buccaneers. Old players that have learned the game and know how to stop you defensively and offensively. They just added a good quarterback. That's really it. I wouldn't necessarily... They're a super team in a different way. This is our first time actually seeing a super team built. Like, they are literally building, like, how the Lakers are this year. However, it's not going well, just like the Lakers are this year. You bring in a really great wide receiver. He still has his best years in front of him. That's only being used as a decoy. Only played for possibly a good 15 snaps. And then that was it. Was only thrown the ball twice. Yardage added up to almost 30 yards divided between those two catches. So he was just there as a distraction. This is how the Titans sometimes use Julio Jones as a distraction. Not really a necessity right now. He'll probably be more activated in the playoffs. And then Von, like you know, Von Miller is Von Miller. Um, not really showing his strength. Not really going out there and t- being able to touch the quarterback, hurry the quarterback, whatever he needed to do, or actually assist Aaron Donald, who is actually the rushing leader on that team to sack the quarterback, have those quarterback hurries, to actually touch him. I don't think Aaron Donald touched him the whole night. So you have two underperforming defensive players, and then you just use OBJ as a distraction. And you expected to win that game against San Francisco? No way. No, you're done. You're done. <laughs> that, that was, I don't know what the coach was thinking. But now, okay, so even with this loss, you still have the Rams top five, actually number one. They're still number one right now, but top, top, top five to still proceed, still go out. If they lose this next game, that's when things start getting a little shaky. That's when things start worrying because what did you sign all these players for and go beyond your salary cap if you're not going to win with new, intriguing, great, successful, talented players. It's it's not, something's not clicking. It's not making sense. And now we have OBJ wanting a trade, just release after he already signed with the Rams. I don't think this is a smart move. It's not a smart move. It's one bad game. You guys literally had one bad game and it wasn't a shutout like how it was for the Packers and the Seahawks. You just couldn't get it together offensively. Defensive and defensive, actually. It's created to both sides of the ball. But defensively, it was terrible. Offensively, you couldn't get anything going. Anything going. About almost averaging that whole game, three to five sacks. 
almost over four quarterback hurries each play. You were held less to 30 yards each play. <laughs> Couldn't make it down the field all four quarters. There is a problem in your secondary. There is a problem with your defense. There is a problem with your offensive line. You guys should have been in practice practicing the chemistry that you had with each other and being able to make sure that, hey, I can go out there and I can play with the players I just acquired because nothing was on there. And I'm, I'm with dude on the sidelines yelling because I don't understand why we wasted all this money in a salary cap on players that we're just using as a disguise. That that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. Like nothing's making sense to me this week. Nothing is making sense. And back to back to the subject at hand, OBJ wanting a trade is absolutely ridiculous. Because now instead of me, you know, you get out of your Brown situation and you go to where everybody's kind of excited. It wasn't, you know, anything bad when people were like, oh. OBJ to the Rams? That's crazy. It was like me like, oh, the Rams are finna be unstoppable now. That's that's not the case, obviously. I mean, we we still we still got seven more weeks to go. Week 18 isn't far away, but now in week 11, this is where you start looking at your playoff contingent teams, where you start looking at who really needs that wild card. And if they get that wild card, are they going to be able to bust other teams to make it into those final rounds? OBJ needs to stay where he's at. He hasn't really proved or needed. Like, you can't just keep bouncing around because you're uncomfortable, because you are not getting the shine and the spotlight you need. That's kind of crybaby-ish. And you, I, you're not necessarily known for that anymore. You're you're kind of known as like, okay, I'm OBJ. I'm going to make these plays happen. I'm going to catch you with one hand and still get 20 yards on you. Maybe even score for the touchdown if I feel like it. That's who you are now after you left the Giants. Going to the Browns, I, like I said, I don't necessarily credit him all the fault as to why him and Baker Mayfield wasn't working. I don't think Baker Mayfield wanted it to work. And it was the best situation to leave. But you still need to stay, stay and actually see if you can make a difference. Not pout and sit here like, dang, they used me as a distraction. Only had about like 15 catches and they added up to like 30 40 yards all right cool man you knew you gotta you gotta let the team feel you it, it was a bad night the rams were probably overexcited too they excited they finally got some good players that are going to help them and for sure lock in their playoff card it's just a matter of going back to the drawing board hey where does he best fit how can we best use von miller to aid Donald, when we're trying to get the quarterback and we're trying to sack him or we're trying to hurry up and get him out of the pocket, trying to hurry up and make that throw so we can cause an interception, so we can cause a turnover in games. That's really what it comes down to. It's, it was just a bad game. The Chargers had one last week. All these good teams are having one. It comes to the point of the season where stuff just happens. Like with the Cardinals facing their second loss of the season, stuff just happens. It's just trying to go back to the drawing board, go back to what used to work, go back to figuring out how it worked, not just trying to leave. Because when you struggle and then you try to leave the place that accepted you, luckily, then what other team would take you? What other team really needs you? What other team could you go to and still have the dreams of making it past the season and actually going to playoffs? I just, I don't agree with this move at all and continue with not a greeting um we're going straight going straight uh before i get to these other uh topics into my segment eat my words well i'm eating my words i keep eating my words and i don't like it it's 
I just don't like how I can never be right. Is that is that's what it's come to for me? Where I'm just sitting here always being wrong? Sheesh. So let's talk about eating my words. This Falcons game. I, mm. <laughs> I my heart literally dropped. Because I know you guys heard me last week talking about how the Falcons just came off of this great win. I mean, a near win, but a great win. Dominating, not even dominating, but beating the Saints by a field goal. That's a lot of, co- that's a confidence builder going into the Cowboys. And it made it so hurt because my old college roommate, she's a Cowboys fan. And all I can hear is texting me is, who who got them rings? Girl, you wasn't even born before 1995. So I do not want to hear it. All them rings in the past, hear me clearly. If you was born before them rings, they do not belong to you. I only accept teams that are actually good, that make a Super Bowl appearance when you born, and that can actually really sit here and debate with me about why they're better than the Falcons. I accept that, but don't come with me about the rings. He wasn't even there to see the rings. You're not, you not there, bro. You're not even true for real. Anyway, before, you know, it really makes me upset. The Falcons just crashed. They crashed. They couldn't get together. Pitts was covered up all the time, even though he was the leading receiver on that team. It was not happening. Cordell Patterson is now injured. Um, quarter, quarterell, quarter. I'm going to get it right, guys. It's just a lot of L's and a lot of E's. That's not good for me. I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to make fun of him, but Patterson out, man. Um, he's very questionable. Hayden Hurst is questionable because the Cowboys put the work on them, and it's all because of this reunion with Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn knows that the Falcons have no defense. We all know. Everybody knows that the Falcons don't have a defense. And when you put what I used to work with, but now what I have unstoppable that's how we lost defensively that's how we lost offensively not being able to utilize Kyle Pitts like how we need to not having Ridley there Hayden Hurst just kind of injuring himself during the middle of the game running back options were low we just didn't have it and Arthur Smith just wasn't ready he wasn't he wasn't ready and now we're sitting here at a four and five however still available for that playoff card win we'll get into that a little later with my newer predictions of what might be going on and the rams also part of eat my words destroying me thinking that okay we got von miller gonna be good and then we get obj in the middle of the week we're gonna activate him and von miller at the same time crushed crushed and now they got this stupid situation with an ob trade they're not gonna let it happen though I'm eating my words today, guys, and that's what I'm saying. I hate the NFL right now because it's so up and down, so many scandals, so many athletes doing crazy stuff, and I don't like it. I need the consistency back. I need that 2000s NFL, maybe like early 90s, just a little bit, but this this, this double digit, these 2020s, they're not, they're not happening for me. It's not, it's not good right now. I do not like it at all. But let's kind of circle back um, after you my words, because I, I don't know if I'm ready for my predictions yet. I don't know if it's going to come and buy me in the butt. But what I do know is Cam Newton made one of the best comebacks that I have ever seen. For it's not even nece- <sighs> it's not even necessarily a Tom Brady. Because it's not like you went to his old team and like you run a ring. You tried in the AFC, it didn't work. Come back to the NFC and you're busting teens bro i can't even say what i want to say but you're busting butt like crazy panthers beat the cardinals handing them their second win well their second ah their second loss guys excuse me their second loss 34 to 10 the cardinals were unscorable 
like no scores until the third quarter. And they were able to complete a touchdown in the fourth. Already, Carolina was already up 31-3 before you even made the touchdown in the fourth quarter. It was over. Cam Newton putting up three or four. They didn't necessarily start him, just didn't know he was going to come out this way. But almost completely perfect, three or four completions over attempts, eight yards, and one touchdown. Not too shabby, I would say. But Superman is back in the South. Ah, that feels good. What happened if Superman was really from the South? Getting off topic, Superman is back in the South and comfortable, sitting very comfortably in his win and actually playing. His numbers when he started with the Patriots are actually worse than his comeback with Carolina and the year before he left. This says a lot. I personally believe Cam Cam Newton wasn't ready for the type of coach that Bill Belichick is. Not saying that Cam Newton is not ready to win. He's not ready for that mentality. But I just don't think the coaching style and the way that the team worked really fit him in his personality. I believe he belonged with the Carolina Panthers, that that was his team. That's how he operated and that's how he worked. That's who he was best with. That's who he could handle. Uh, and there's a lot of bigger guys, a lot of more flexibility, manageability when it comes to the Panthers, being able to control his team, being able to actually lead his team, the being in a new area where you know nothing about. His outcoming performance was great. You got you get to work with McCaffrey again. That's fun. You get to work with Hubbard again. You get to work with PJ Walker again. Like they know each other. The chemistry is already there. And that's basically what Cam Newton didn't have. He didn't have chemistry. Chemistry. He was in the desert. Y'all guys didn't see that tweet where they think this man is just prophesying, bro. I need y'all to go look at that because <laughs> it speaks volumes. But now that he's back in the South, Superman's back in the South, what does this mean for the Man of Steel? So you got the Carolina Panthers 5-5, five and five, and this is where we come into the wild card talk because you have five teams, specifically three in the NFC South, that can compete for that wild card spot, and those include the Carolina Panthers and the Falcons. The Falcons will be out of contention with the wild card spot if they lose their next game this Thursday to the Patriots and Mac Jones. Carolina Panthers still have a good season going on, especially now that you have a man that you know, Superman. You have Superman back. You have a man that's able to make it and get it done. A mobile quarterback at that and a quarterback that knows your team. After all the quarterbacks that the Carolina Panthers have been through and all the injuries that they have, one sure thing that they know they're going to still have is Cam Newton. The time off to rebuild, vaccinated, feeling really good, happy to be back. This man's out here living his best disciple life. (laughs) That's a sure thing for them. And that's a great thing for them if they're trying to make that wild card spot and keep their season alive. I feel like, well, now we can go into my predictions, I guess. We can go to my predictions for Eat My Words and a little bit of a rookie report with Mac Jones. I believe the Carolina Panthers, and usually when I say stuff, it don't really work out. So, not to, like, curse anybody. But I believe the Carolina Panthers might steal that wild card spot. They are definitely going to take that wild card spot if they keep it up and Cam Newton stays healthy and he starts more with the Panthers. I personally don't think the Falcons have a good chance right now being that Thursday night game, finally starting a football week on Thursday night against Mac Jones and the Patriots. Mac Jones is starting, and I know 
I haven't mentioned him all this time, and I know when he listens to this, he's going to be like, oh, here she goes. Randall does not side with me that Mac Jones would be the next Tom Brady, who, by the way, is coming out with Man of the Arena, his own six-part docuseries about how he won all those Super Bowls and how his mentality was with the team. You know, stay tuned. I feel like there's some knowledge in there. But I will leave that Mac Jones in the next year or so could potentially be the next Tom Brady for Bill Belichick. If Bill Belichick can shape him more, get his arm a little stronger, make him more decisive when he plays, don't don't matter if this man can move or he can run out of the field. He don't really need a mobile quarterback. He needs somebody that's decisive. If he can turn Mac Jones into that, it's over. That is the next Tom Brady sitting right there going with another six rings in his pocket. I don't care what nobody say. Mac Jones is coming in there. And after that destroying performance last week and the Falcons having that embarrassing performance this week, I don't know how you recover from that. And I just don't see the Falcons actually winning. And the Falcons have had a history this semester. I was about to say semester. Like, I'm still in school, guys. And I wish I was back in college because real life is kicking my butt. (laughs) But this season, the Falcons haven't had a good record when it comes to actually trying to beat rookies. I think they're like one and two, one and three when it comes to playing rookie quarterbacks and actually winning. So right now, the Falcons are kind of undermined. They're they're the underdog right now against Mac Jones. Undeniably true. I just can't talk today. Is that is that my is that my sign to end this? That might sound that I need to be quiet. With Cam Newton back, all in all, that wild card spot is there if they want it. But the Falcons can still revive their season if they beat Mac Jones and the Patriots this Thursday for your Thursday night game as a little promo in there. But guys, that's all you have for me. Um, This episode was actually supposed to be kind of short, but I just had a lot to say and a lot of opinions to give. Because I just don't like the way the NFL is going. I don't like how it's showing how you're supposed to be a role model and you let all these athletes come back and play unvaccinated, harming other players. And then you got all these blood games week week after another week after, like every other week. There we go. <laughs> every other week. Like, what is there to do? All these scandals, all these court cases. I'm sick of it. I Like I said, I want 2000 footballs back. But if you want to stay tuned with me and you want to hear some more of my unaxed opinions, go ahead and follow me on the unaxed opinion where I give all my opinions that nobody asks for. But I'm going to give it anyway on Spotify and also on Anchor. And then you can also catch me and Randall on ColorCast at Randall Barnes at Ario Kilgore. Make sure to also follow me on Twitter at AskScreery underscore underscore where you can put me in the hot seat or on Instagram at ARI dot underscore e l l e underscore and also follow post radio on post radio 100 on tiktok twitter and on instagram i think that's all folks i will see you guys next wednesday as we talk about week 11 and where that wild card spot is making bye guys